Welcome to episode nine of the Firestorm Show with your host, Scott Gilbert. You know, when we started this show, if you've listened through a few episodes, you'll hear testimonies of regular Christians that the Lord is co-laboring with, and they're sharing testimonies of his power, his love, his might, and they're seeing the sick healed. They're seeing demons jump out of people in public places. And yes, we are seeing resurrections. This show today, episode nine, is the resurrection show. You know, the Lord has shown me I've seen one resurrection. This is the show with my guest, Howard Lankford. Howard is a, has a background in law enforcement. Howard has a day job. Howard has a ministry background. But what happened to Howard and his mother-in-law when she died and then came back is an amazing testimony of God's hand. Yes, he still raises the dead, but now he does it through his sons and daughters. I am your host, Scott Gilbert, for the Firestorm Live broadcast, and I am always thrilled to come to you to provoke and encourage you to step into the fullness of everything Jesus paid a price for. You know, the sons and daughters of God when we commit our lives to Jesus, we have a supernatural shift in identity. The word says we go from sons of darkness to sons of light. For now, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. We become completely different people. We become supernaturally changed from the inside out. I know we all believe that, but there are other things that come along with that belief. For me, what that belief does is it means that everything Jesus came and did wasn't just him showing what he could do, but he was teaching us what we would do. So the Firestorm Live broadcast comes to you to share testimonies of regular Christians, normal people, I always like to say just like you, who are stepping into that fullness, that are praying for people in the public square that are being the hands and feet of the Lord and are seeing him show up in power, in thrilling things. So today, I'm so excited. Fire is coming. Prepare. This is one of my favorite ones. We've been waiting to, to air this one. And my, my friend Howard Lankford is here to share a testimony that we actually experienced together of resurrection. Amen. Yes. Amen. Our first resurrection. Amen. 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 It happened. And it was exciting and raw, and you just have to hear this. So, yes. Howard, thank you for being on the Firestorm Live broadcast today. Praise the Lord. It's so exciting to be here. You yeah. know, the Lord that we serve is an awesome God. He's a mighty God, an everlasting God. He's an eternal God. He's a loving and a just God, a feeling and a living God. But, uh, Scott, we love him most because he's our God. Amen. And he cares for us. It is an exciting moment to be here with you today yeah. because it's, you know, that that was um, a time, uh, Jews called it, the Hebrew language is called a kairos moment. Oh, yeah. It Something was. that happened in a way that has never happened before in our life. Yeah. And it will never happen again in that particular way, but it will still happen through us Amen. and in other uh, areas. So, yes. Yeah. So let me set up the testimony because I'm sure people are excited. And then just let's just roll with this together. Yes. So actually this happened on Thanksgiving. 
Thanksgiving Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, a year. What, so about a year and a half ago now. Yes. That would have been 2019. 2019. Yes. 2019 on Thanksgiving. And, you know, like you, probably, we had friends over at the house. We had family and friends. Yes. You and your family were going to... To my mother-in-law's house. Your mother-in-law. Yes. And uh, I got a text from you. Yes. That said, uh, please pray. My mother-in-law... Uh, I don't know if you had said she had died. I she think, died. I think that was the text. My mother-in-law, my died. mother-in-law died. Yes, yes. And please pray. Yes. Well, what do you pray when your friend says, my mother-in-law just died? Yes. A, a lot of people would pray for, oh, okay, let's pray for the family. Mm-hmm. Let's pray, you know, for comfort and all that. Yes. Well, I think a reason we don't see more resurrections is because we're not around enough people that have died Mm -hmm. to pray for them most people aren't and this was an opportunity for me and my family and you know to join in you in this and we all got praying that your mother-in-law would awaken would come back Mm -hmm. would rise Mm -hmm. that life would conquer death yes so please fill us in tell us the backstory what was going on and what did god do we had gone to my to my um mother-in-law's house for thanksgiving dinner or Thanksgiving uh, breakfast because we were going to another uh, pastor friend for um, to um, serve lunch, to okay. serve Thanksgiving lunch um, and dinner at, at his church. So we figured we'd go there and have breakfast. The entire family was together, and we um, cooked breakfast for my mother-in-law. And after we were done, um, we left, and we were about maybe t- uh, 30 minutes down the road. And we're 15 or 20 minutes down the road, and we got a call saying, Mommy is gone. So my sister-in-law had called my wife hysterical. Sure. Mommy's gone. And initially my wife said, well, at least she got a chance to see her grandchildren and everyone was all together for the first time in years. And um, then something rose up in my wife. My wife said no. And the entire car became quiet. And I began to text. I said, uh, of course, I shouldn't say that I was texting and driving. <laughs> but uh, I asked my uh, son and to, to, to send a text yeah. to the Firestorm group. I said, um, or Virginia Alliance at the time. Yeah, that was uh, our group Revival Alliance, yeah. yes. I said, uh, I said, can you send a text? Um, my mother-in-law has passed away. And, and I believe the initial response was, like you said, you know, um, well, we'll pray for confidence. It's no yeah. We're praying for resurrection. You activated that too. Now I remember that, mm-hmm. Howard, because yes, people were in, in the group that you described, which is yeah. now Firestorm United. Yeah. Uh, we've kind of morphed from different groups, but there was about, I would say, eight to 10 of us mm-hmm. in that text yes. group of the core team. That yeah, and you, you weren't were expecting that, that, that kind of a text on Thanksgiving morning. It's yeah. kind of like saying, you know, your goldfish just got ran over by a car. <laughs> you can't put the two together. Yes. You know? <laughs> but, but what I remember from that, now that you say that, mm-hmm. is people started chiming in saying, yes. oh, blessings and you know, f- yes. you know, f- for the family and yes. all this. Peace and in. you said, you activated yes, this dude. Yes, you sir. said, no, 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 we're praying for resurrection. Exactly, exactly. Because, well, you know, the thing is, you know, um, Pastor William Haney um, was yes. with us one time. He said, it's never a good time to be a weak Christian. Mm. And he said that, and, and, and it rose up in my spirit um, that with this group that God has placed together, 
you know, it wasn't so much that we can do anything to say it's anything about us, but you have to recognize that the Lord has set a stage for us to be witnesses. Yes. And, and one of the qualifications to be a witness, and you're a lawyer, I'm a former law enforcement, yeah. is that you have to have been there to have seen the work. Yes. You know, if, if you are a, a credible witness, you bring the testimony and the proof and the evidence. And the Lord was looking for an opportunity to give us the credibility. Well, he has the credibility, but he wanted to give us the proof and the evidence. for Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not, not seen. seen. And yes. we had never seen that before. Yeah. You know, in our lives, we had never seen that personally. And so when I, I sent the text and and then you all began sending out the prayers and the conquering and it was such an amazing moment. And now I, I, I made it back to where she was in about maybe 12 minutes. I'm going 90 to nothing and sure. I know I was wrong. Wow. Um, but so it was, a, she had been dead for at least 10 minutes. Okay, so let's set that up yes. because... So you get there, and your mother-in-law basically had been sitting in a chair. She's sitting in a chair, slumped. And she just... No breathing. Just left. By that time, by the time we had gotten there, paramedics was there. Okay. There was no pulse. There was no reviving. There was nothing. Did they Did they use the defibrillator? They didn't on use her? the defibrillator. Okay. They, they were calling her gone. She had been gone for how long? At least it? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. No breathing, no movement, no... Mirror in front of the nose, no nothing. All those things. And I um, might add, you mentioned it, you have a background in law enforcement. Yes, sir. So you have a comfort level in this level of crises that yes. other people might not have. That's yes, crucial, folks, because part of the firestorm ethic and the, the folks that I bring to you, the testimonies that we bring, these are regular people. Mm -hmm. These are folks that are just like you. These yes. are not uniquely spiritually elite folks. I think it's very easy mm -hmm. when you hear in testimonies that are provoking to automatically say, well, that could never happen with me because I'm not blank, whatever mm -hmm. it is. We automatically disqualify ourselves. I want to suggest to you that that's your enemy. Yes. He's planting that seed because he knows as soon as you get a hold of this, Yes. As soon as you get a hold of the power and authority that we move in, in love because of the cross, mm -hmm. that you can destroy his realm. He doesn't want you to know that. So that's why he's telling you right now, oh, well, that's not me. Howard? It's kind of like this, um, Brother Scott. Yeah. You know, when the Bible talks about, you know, the farmer goes out and he sows some seeds. Mm -hmm. And then the enemy comes and he then starts sowing some weeds along with the seeds and the Lord says we'll let the wheat the tear yeah. grow together and he will separate. Well when the Lord sows a seed in your spirit, the Lord has all the credibility. He has so it's nothing on us. Yeah. He has all the credibility. And we're just making the request known mm. to him. Yeah. And he he just searches this entire planet. For believers to yes. do the one qualification to be a believer, to believe in him. That's yes. the only qualification to be a believer. Yeah, We're not unbelievers. Yeah. We're believers, and we believe in his resurrection power. In whatever area of our life, he resurrects. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a pure explanation for this, because I think most of our listeners will say, yeah, I'm a believer. I, I prayed the prayer. I prayed to receive Jesus. 
Well, I'll suggest to you, what do you believe? Do you believe you said a prayer to go to heaven when you die, and now you're just going to do the best you can to get through this life? Or did you say a prayer to get heaven into you right now and then spend the rest of your life activating as a believer, crushing the enemy every day, everywhere you go, in love, using Jesus as our example, because he's our example for all things, that's the kind of faith that you will see people healed, see people saved at the grocery store, see you'll get words of knowledge for people on an airplane sitting next to you, and maybe you'll see resurrections. So well, I get excited when you say that because, you know, one of the prayers, that, and we've been praying this prayer for years now, especially when we were together more, where the Lord wants to bring the body of Christ together. And I don't, mm-hmm. wanna, I don't mean to take an offering, but I see it next <laughs> and I've got to take it. Yeah. You know, about maybe seven months ago, the Lord showed me a big question mark over the earth. And I said, Lord, what does that mean? He says, well, we're weighing in the balance. We can go one way or another. Some people come to Christ for one of three different reasons. Mm -hmm. The crisis drove them to Christ. Um, The alternatives were different, or they didn't want to go to hell. But the Lord says, Lord, make them one, as we've been praying, as you and I are one, so that my glory may be seen in the earth. That is why we are believers. Because we have an opportunity to show God's credibility, his glory on the earth. So when we get to the house. Come on. uh, Tell me. You know, I felt like this. There was so much unbelief outside the house from, you know, people who were just traumatized. My wife went in the house first and was speaking in tongue and and all of these things. And, of course, the paramedics, they were like, well, we don't want no parts of this. This woman has lost her mind. And I, drew, I took another lap around the neighborhood because I didn't want to drive through the unbelief. And So you drop your wife off. Mm-hmm. She goes in the house praying yes. in the spirit. Yes. You take a lap around the yes. neighborhood just kind of getting yourself yes. together. I'm surrounding, I, I'm calling that spirit if it's somewhere in the periphery, somewhere okay. in the atmosphere. Because one thing that I learned in the Hebrew language is this. Dead is always dead. Life is always life. And when the Lord calls life to something dead, he's calling his spirit into our body. Mm. And so um, her body, her her life is out there somewhere. I I know that sounds kind of spooky, but, (laughs) you know, let let, let me bring it to scripture. You know, they, the Hebrew, in the Hebrew culture, they they bury the body within three days. Yeah. You know, um, because in Lazarus had been dead, Beyond three days, yeah, by this days. time he stinketh. Yeah, you know his, days, his spirit right. is now gone. Yeah. His pneuma, his his. There's no resurrection, so I'm okay. So I'm driving around the neighborhood. I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, wherever her, wherever her, wherever she is, looking down or whatever, you've got to bring this body back. You've got to bring her back to this body, yeah. because she promised my daughter she would be here for her graduation, which happens this week, okay. which was two years ago. Yeah, and so my wife got run. She ran in the house. And when she got in the house, my mother-in-law is awake and breathing and sitting up. So the EMTs, they didn't shock her. Nothing. There was no CPR. No CPR. None of that stuff. She wasn't choking from the eggs that morning. There was nothing lodged in her throat. Nothing. She she had been gone for 10 minutes solid. And that's the miracle as well. You know, after four minutes, you start losing brain cells. Right. My mother-in-law is still as sharp as she was 
yeah. the minutes prior to. Okay. So, so how do so she comes back? Yes. Uh, I want to know how the EMTs that are there handled that. They two of them were okay. One of them was really disturbed. Okay. You know because the. the I don't want to call the name of the hospital, but it has the worst reputation in on this coast okay. for murders. Murders. You know, people they, die there. People die there. They okay. go in with a cold. They come out foot first. Okay. You know, so it has one of the worst reputations, hmm. and um, so people actually have 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 attached that to the name of the hospital. Okay. And so they were looking for another body. I don't know why, but it's just a spirit that hovers over that hospital. So what I asked. Well, they said, well, we still have to take her in to the hospital just to have her check. I said, no, we want to take her to a different hospital. So they still have to transport her because yes. she was dead. They all recognize she yes. was dead. But now she's awake. She's talking. What yes. are her vitals like? Do they take her, her vitals, vitals in the house? Her vitals were great. Her vitals were great. Um, no signs of trauma whatsoever to her mind, her spirit, her body, everything. No slurred speech, nothing she it was like she had taking take, she had taken a brief nap okay and and it woken up and uh, the lord had called her spirit right back to her body as you're driving the neighborhood mm-hmm. calling her back and praying yes. for resurrection power yes. your wife comes in the house praying yes. in the spirit and boom she's awake mom yes. comes back yes and and one thing that that we recognize Scott, you didn't have to be there yeah i didn't have to be there we were calling on the spirit of the Lord yeah. to release his power to bring the to bring her back to her body. Yeah. So I could take another lap. I could have driven to Canada. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Lord is still going to do because what the Lord what the Lord said, He wants to see the faith that He can do it whether we're there or not. Yeah. What you know, He wants to. He just wants us to believe in Him. Yeah, that's the. Because there, there are there are nations that he has called us to, that he wants us to speak over, to pray over. Mm. And the moment we get past our light bill, our <laughs> car note, the people in our job and the person that sat in our seat at church that bothered us, and yeah. start praying the real prayers for the nations, yeah. for the neighborhoods, then God can get glory from our life. Amen. And what I remember from that is we were all, this is text praying. Yes. Uh, I do remember I talked to you on the phone yes. as you were driving back. Yes. And I said, we're all praying, and you thanked yes. me. And, and that's when you kind of clarified, this is warfare. Yes. This is not, thank, yes. you know, bless your mom and yes. you guys and your family. This is yes. warfare. We're calling for resurrection. Yes. And I'm like, yes, sir, exactly. I'm on it. And I thank God for your agreement. <laughs> yeah. You know, the difficult thing is, you know, being – well, I'm from the hood, <laughs> you know, and when you got a rival group of people coming against against you, and you got your boys, you yeah. know, you think you, you feel got your much back stronger, up, yeah, and they're like, "No, nah, we ain't got your back," <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, the, the you you feel the weight of the entire neighborhood on you. Yeah. Well, we felt the weight of the of the glory of the Lord when I when I sent you the text, yeah. and everybody chimed in. We felt the kabod, the weight, the essence of God. Amen. We knew that whatever the Lord was going to do, yeah. it was going to be big. If he had to waken, because she lives next to a graveyard. Okay. If he had to take everybody out of that graveyard and start having them walk around the neighborhood and lay hands on the entire neighborhood, 
He would have done that. Okay. But we knew that there was something that was going to happen on that day that was going to be You just amazing. knew it. You just felt it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I think yeah. all of us, so we're it's Thanksgiving again. We have family over. We have friends over. We had people we'd never even met before. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like on Thanksgiving. Yes. Somebody says, hey, can I bring my... Dog. <laughs> yeah, my obscure relative <laughs> friend. So I got people in my house that I've never met. Yes. And I told everybody... Oh, you know, my friend Howard, his mother-in-law just died. But, hey, we're praying for resurrection. (laughs) Yes. And I've got these folks that are like, I don't even know where they stand with the Lord. Yes. They saw that. Yes. Well, catch this. You know, I'm taking back to to Moses. And there are some things that we go through in life. Um, And God is really digging a really deep uh, foundation for our walk. And those, these different trials that we're having, they dig the foundations. Well, if we look at, at um, let's say, when you go before Pharaoh and you want to say, let my people go, and you just throw a stick down, Pharaoh's like, well, I got sticks, and he throws his sticks down. Yeah. But when it costs Pharaoh his son, um, and there are, are different things that are going on in the community that his people can do. The enemy has a trick for everything that we do. Yeah. But the Bible says, let deep call into deep. And I hope, I hope I'm not losing you. He says, let deep call into deep. Everything that we go through in life and every miracle that the Lord wants to perform in our life is, set, is setting up for a stage for something bigger. Yeah. He's setting up a stage for his glory to shine in such a more magnificent light. So that, yeah, we can throw the stick down or we can pray that grandma's headache gets better. But when the stage is set and grandma comes back to life, oh, that testimony, that, that, that'll preach. Yeah. <laughs> that'll yeah. preach. But it took all of those other things that we've gone through in life to believe for the great thing. Because a lot of times the Lord doesn't give, you know, sometimes he'll give us the storm and sometimes he'll just give us the earthquake. We don't know, but right. what I'm saying is, whatever the experience is, the Lord is proving himself strong so that when the stage is set, I'll say it this way, I'll say, I'm sorry. He gave David the experience with killing the bear and mm. killing the, yeah, lion. the lion. And then he goes, says, okay, now the stage is set, go and kill Goliath. Yeah, he had an experience base that he could yes. draw from. Yes, and And I think for a lot of believers, we don't really have an experience base of resurrection. Well, I'm going to suggest that you do, because one of the other scriptures that we like to use a lot on this broadcast is Revelation 19.10, that says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. might seem a little obscure, but here's what's going on there. The testimony of Jesus, anything Jesus has ever done, carries within it a spirit of prophecy. That means there's a do it again, God. There's a calling Ah, forth more, the prophetic anointing that it's almost like a snowball that gets rolling. So anytime you share anything the Lord has ever done, and that means anything in the scriptures, you're actually calling forth more. Testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So we know Jesus raised, well, we got Jairus's daughter, we've got yes. the widow in uh, Nain, her son, um, you know, obviously Lazarus. Yes. You know, there's there's experiential of this that was going on. Yes. So you might say, yeah, I just don't believe it. Well, do you believe the Bible? Yeah. Do you believe 
what you say you believe. So yes. what is your belief founded in? Is it just, I believe I said a prayer, I'm going to go to heaven when I die? Yes. Or do you believe that everything Jesus said and did is accurate? Yes. That's something that I think a lot of us have to get a hold of. Yes. Because when you do, my friends, here's yes. the key. Yes. When you do, when you get a revelation of yes. this, it absolutely opens up an opportunity for a massive adventure of the yes. Christian life. Yes. What would it be like if every week, a normal week, was leading people to Christ yes. in a public place? What yes. if every week seeing miraculous healings was commonplace? Yes. What if every day when you woke up, I was telling a friend of mine this today, sometimes I feel like this. Yes. What if every single morning when you wake up, for me, I feel like it's almost like the Holy Spirit is like a golden retriever sitting on my chest, yes. licking my face saying, come on, come on. Are you ready? Are you ready? Exactly. Come on, get up. It's going to be great. Come on. Are you ready? Yes. Let's go. Let's go. That's the way my father and I do our life together, yes. my heavenly father. Yes. So what would it be like if resurrection power was a normal part of your life? Yes. Because the word says the very spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. So if yes. the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in me, that means that I should then be able to pray for the dead and see resurrection. Will it happen every single time? Yes. I don't know. It's not yes. about me. It's yeah, about right. what God is doing. Absolutely. So they load your mother-in-law feeling good and healthy. Yes. You know, I feel like that Monty Python, I think I'll go for a walk. <laughs> no, you got to come with us. Yes. You know, they load her in the ambulance. They yes. take her to the hospital. Yes. Basically against her wishes, I but remember, they got to do it. Well, before that, I remember when I sent the text, my mother-in-law's alive. I remember. I yeah. remember <laughs> that that was a great transition because a lot of times, you know, as, as prophets and, and preachers and ministers and people of God and, and just Christians are believers. I shouldn't say just, but we we believe the Lord's gonna do what He said He's gonna do. We believe He can do it. Yes. Will He do it? Yeah. Is the gap. And well, will He yeah. do it for me? Will do it for me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, and that is that is the miracle. And this is the thing: there are so many people whose lives are hanging in the balance, and the Lord is just standing there, like you're saying. Licking our face like like a like a golden retriever saying, I need you to just open your mouth yeah. and just say these words. Yeah. And when that happens and you do it and the Lord performs his mighty works, mm -hmm. what that does is it, it gives you the confidence in the Lord. Yeah. That he will do exactly what he said he would do. And that's the beautiful part about the credibility of the Lord. Um so yeah, when when the Lord rose her from the dead, after being, you know, I mean, she wasn't dead for two minutes. She was good, yeah, a good 10, 15 minutes. And she was the EMS out. agreed, yes. and decided she was too far gone she was to CPR or exactly. defibrillator. Yep, wow, she was done according to them, and uh, we've heard those type of those types of testimonies. And I remember. You know, I said, okay, Lord, you know, I prayed this prayer about maybe two weeks before. Jokingly, no one's ever heard this. We say this, but my wife remember me praying this. I was saying, okay, Lord, you've, you've used me to heal the sick. You've, healed, you've used me to put bones back together. Mm -hmm. You've used me to repair marriages. 
Lord, I think the truest call for an apostle is to raise the dead. I've not yeah. done that one yet. Amen. That would be the next check. And then she <laughs> dies. <laughs> so I wasn't I wasn't planning on that. Yeah. But it happened. What and the other thing from my perspective, which I'd like to share with you as mm-hmm. listeners, is what I did for me as I started mm-hmm. moving in this a few years ago was I just went through the scriptures mm-hmm. and I looked to see the way Jesus did these things. Yes. Because here's what I was taught and what I experienced in the church. Yes. If you have a sick person, mm-hmm. the prayer sounded something like this. Mm-hmm. Father, mm-hmm. you can heal Aunt Sarah. Yes. If it be your will, mm-hmm. please heal her whatever. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name. That was that was what I learned. I yeah. never saw anybody healed. Yeah. And then the Lord led me through the scriptures, through the gospels, and I just looked to see what Jesus did. So I'm going to reference Luke 7, and that's Jesus raising the widow uh, from Nain, uh, her young son from yes. the dead. And he goes up, he touches the coffin. But before that, it says the Lord saw her, his heart overflows with compassion. Yes. There seems to be an activation force. I always say this. I try to always say this. Love is the particle that all this is carried on. It is. Not seeing the amazing things because that's ego and it can actually become Mm -hmm. idolatry. Yes. It's Jesus moved by compassion. Yes. So what you do is you say, Lord, could you just give me your heart for people? Yes. This is like a daily prayer for me. And the Lord, so he sees this mother. She's a widow also. Um overflows with compassion, tells her, don't cry. He walks over to the coffin, touches it. Everybody stops. This is Jesus's prayer for resurrection. You ready? Yes. It's not very long. Jesus says, young man, I tell you, get up. Yes. That's like one, two, three, four, five, seven words. Yes. Seven words. So you don't have to belabor this. And I remember Mm -hmm. when we were praying um, cause we're texting also and you, it's, you know, yeah. that, that's kind of short. <laughs> I remember texting out a prayer, something like this, mm-hmm. father, we thank you in Jesus name for resurrection power. And yes. right now on the authority of Jesus Christ, yes. we command yes. for her spirit to return to her body. Now yes. we're not commanding God. Yes. We're commanding her spirit yes. to return to her body. Yes. In Jesus' name, for his great glory, something to that effect. I try to keep it short, keeping it all about the Lord, and there's some lag. Mm -hmm. And then the text stream said, she's up, she's awake, she's back, something like that. And we were all floored. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) It happened. Yes. We were there, so to speak. You were there. You saw it. Yes. So the EMS, they put her in the ambulance. They got to mm-hmm. take her in. I get it. It's policy <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So they, they take her to the hospital. Um, how does that go? What happens when they get her to the I hospital? I didn't want her to go to that hospital. Yeah. Because I, I just felt the enemy lurking around to try and finish what he had started. And I talked to the captain. I talked to the, uh, um, and I said, look, you know the history of this place just like I do. Can we take her to this hospital, to the other hospital? They said, well, no, since we responded, we're contractually obligated to take her to the hospital that we're coming from. I said, well, I'm never going to ask a man not to do his job. Right. So they transport her to the hospital, and I said, well, I need you to continue to pray. Yeah. 
Because now they, we all kept praying for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Again, I remember now because now it was like <laughs> spiritual warfare yes. against witchcraft yes. or something that might exactly. be going on in this hospital, yep. which we're not going to name it, folks. Yes. You're thinking about it right now. <laughs> Don't think about it. It's not about that. Yes. But I remember the team sort of start shifting to yes. um, coming against the spirit of death, coming against the... Um, yeah, really a spirit of death at this mm-hmm. hospital that she's going to go to. Well, I, and what happened? I, well, let me say this. Yeah. I, I remember reading a book when I first got saved about maybe 30 years ago by Dr. Rebecca Brown called He Came to Set the Captive Free. Mm-hmm. And it was about witchcraft that was happening at hospi- at this particular hospital in this area where she lived. And she didn't recognize it. She, became a, she was a brand new Christian. And she recognized witchcraft that was going on in that particular hospital. And people were di- always dying there. And when the Lord began to show her the spirits that were moving around the hospital, she began to go into warfare against that hospital. And there was a transition and change. And then, of course, you know, um, and so she was able to experience God moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is an actual book. It's not a, it's not a story. Uh, it's, it's, it's the actual event by Dr. Rebecca Brown. Not that I'm um, co-signing, but... <laughs> That was going through my mind okay. when my mother-in-law was transferred to the hospital. So now she's there, and we're now going into warfare. And we were—I remember—we were praying, not just her, Lord, but anyone that needs to be resurrected, bring them out of there as well. Now we don't know the testimonies of what happened since then That's with the true. other people, but we do know that she came out of there five hours later, yeah, and sent back home. And they took her all of her vitals when they got there yes and, and they checked and then they double checked and i remember her vitals started going down once she got there okay and i said now that and that's what brought my memory to the book and um and that's when we prayed even more that's when the spiritual warfare kicked in and as soon as i sent the text her vitals went back up oh. and so it was just you know so you know it was amazing how we were able to see um the, the Bible says that the Lord that we serve is a God from ancient to ancient times, mm. which means that he will show you the ending at the beginning. In other words, he will show you what will happen before it happens so that when it happens, you are not surprised. So we were able to see that the Lord was going to bring her back. And then he gave us the foresight to see that there will be spiritual warfare once they took her to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I've, it's amazing because I now have friends. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you're like, closest personal friend but i have another mm-hmm. friend uh mm-hmm. who has raised the dead yeah i i know two or three people that have that are like on friendly talking terms with me yes, that sir. have raised the dead this would have absolutely shocked me mm-hmm. as a as a standard <laughs> traditional believer five years ago i would have said yes, oh sir. they're what are they all nut jobs i mean what's going on mm-hmm. no these are these are actual regular humans yes. but here, here's what i've learned is that once you get to resurrection power. The enemy has no game. Yeah. He's got nothing left. Yeah. This is the last stand for him, and he will hold on to that with everything he's got because once yes. that one's gone. Because that's the last thing that Jesus said he's going to conquer. Yeah. Right. Death. The last thing, death, will be the last death thing. Death is the gone. very last. It's yeah. like he's checking them off. Yeah. And the one thing the enemy knows, he knows that his time is short. Mm. He's watching the Lord check off the boxes. Crucif- I mean, virgin birth, yeah. check, you know, <laughs> um, and he's checking the boxes. And, and when he, when the Lord, when Jesus went back to glory, when he went back to heaven, 
and he's he's relying on everybody who turned away from him to carry the gospel. Yeah. And those of us who are nowhere near being born to continue carrying the gospel. This uh this guy, this did something in in our core that let us know that yeah, 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 check. The Lord does this as well. The Lord does this. <laughs> yeah, so if you are just tuning in now, I want to thank you for listening to the Firestorm Live broadcast. I'm your host Scott Gilbert and every week we bring you testimonies of regular believers just like you who are partnering with the Lord as his sons and daughters, as dearly loved sons and daughters. And they are activating in power, in love, and they are seeing the book of Acts rolling out before them as part of their daily lives. Something is happening, folks. Something is happening in our lifetime. We're seeing it with our eyes. The Lord said, I will pour out my spirit on all creation. It's happening. We want to encourage and provoke you that this is available to absolutely every single believer. That's what we do on the Firestorm Live broadcast. I'm your host, Scott Gilbert. We thank you for tuning in with us. If this is something that you are intrigued by, if you are interested in, we are about telling the testimonies, but then we are about equipping you to go step into it. For the next part of the show, we're going to be talking about that. How can you step into this same level? Because if I'm right, that this is not reserved for the elite few. This is reserved for every single spirit-filled, born-again believer. If that is you, this is available to you. The rest of the show, we're going to be talking about that. If you are intrigued by this, you can follow us on Facebook on Firestorm United. And also our website is firestormunited.org, firestormunited.org. You can see old shows. You can see uh, that we always try to include whatever evidentiary bases, like my guest mentioned. Uh, I have a background in law. I'm very interested in the evidentiary bases. So if we have video, if we have um, photos, if we have the text streams, if we have any of that stuff, still, we post it on there along with your old shows so you can see all everything we know. So Firestorm Live is all about provoking you to step into the fullness. It's available to all of us. We thank you for tuning in. And my guest tonight is Howard Langford. Howard, you and your family live here in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Yes, sir. You, I always say this is regular Christians. Just how regular are you, Howard? Because you don't sound very regular to me. <laughs> this is pretty powerful, pretty unique. I, um, what's your day job like? I uh, work with uh, the city. I work with a, a local city okay. where my job now was to try and keep children out of the criminal justice system and uh, to continue to educate them and, and partner with with local schools. You have. A wife, you have kids. Five children. You are. And, yeah. But I, I'll tell you, you know, as I was saying earlier, sometimes the Lord gives you a, a storm, a small storm that sets you up for the big storm. You know, my wife had been in ICU a number of times. Okay. And I remember one morning, right after my daughter was born, my wife had been in ICU for for over a month, 28 days almost. Wow. Well, 28 days. And this particular morning, I remember the Lord came to me about 7.02 in the morning and my wife was in excruciating pain, tubes all down her neck and everything. And the Lord said, I can take her home with me at this moment um, and, and I can relieve her pain or I can um, keep her here, but the choice is yours. And I said, Lord, 
I don't like my wife being in this much pain, but I need her here to raise my daughter. Mm-hmm. Now, newborn, newborn, brand daughter. newborn, okay. brand newborn daughter. I go to the hospital uh, about eight thirty-five, um, and I told my wife that prayer, and my wife said that at the exact same moment in time, the Lord said to her, "If you want, I can take you out of this misery." And my and my wife said, "I need to be here for my daughter." My daughter's name is Zoe. Her middle name is uh, Michelle. And my wife's name is Michelle. And my daughter's name means live, Michelle. Come on. I love it. That's beautiful. (laughs) Yes. That's beautiful. Yes. So, you know, the Lord had given us different times where he needed for us to pull out what he put in us. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but we had never experienced someone who had already died yeah. and came back. Yeah. So let's talk about how this can be normal. Maybe not obviously every single time, but this mm-hmm. can be a normal part of your Christian life as a listener. What level of faith, how do you grow faith to this place where you will see resurrections? Because I feel like what I feel like the Lord is telling me is that faith is a muscle. Yes. As you use it, it grows. And when you yes. first start using it, just like all of us that have been in the gym, when you first start using mm-hmm. it, what happens? It yeah. hurts. And you don't see much results. And you don't want to do it anymore because <laughs> yeah. it's uncomfortable and not yes. seeing results. But what happens when we push through that? We mm-hmm. push through that, and then after some time, it starts being more comfortable. Yes. You start seeing results. Faith is exactly the same way. Yes. So before you lift you know, 200 pounds, mm-hmm. faith for resurrection, you got to lift soup cans, Yeah, which is trusting the Lord. To wake up at three o'clock in the morning to pray. There you go. No matter what time you go to bed, say, okay, Lord, my mother said, my mother said, I don't use alarm clocks. So I said, okay, Lord, I need you to start waking me up at at X amount of time, at this time. And, uh, And if you wake me up at this time, I'll pray. And that's when I and that was when I first got became a Christian. I woke I began waking up at four or five in the morning. Four oh five in the morning. Four oh five specifically. Specifically. Yeah. I look up at the clock like, wow, it's four oh five. And I would begin praying from four oh five to five. And that was the beginning of my prayer walk. Um where just he sought you out right where you are. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing. The Lord didn't require me any he didn't require anything. He just used what he had. Mm. Um, as any great mechanic would do, they just use what they have. You don't have a screwdriver, use a butter knife. You yeah, know? <laughs> we've all done that. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. he, you just start where you are. Uh, the Lord said, a lot of times we get, uh, Joel chapter 2 and 28 says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And a lot of times we get stuck there. But in Acts chapter 2 and 17, yeah. it says, I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. So in other words, in order for God to pour out of, there has to be there has to have been a pouring in too. Every last one of us has a God-sized hole in our mm-hmm. body. Yeah. And God God is reaching down in all of us. And at some point or another, he's going to pull out of us and that will reach. There are people who were raised to be ministers and then they became atheists and they led nations as leaders to be agnostic and on their dying bed, I won't call their names on their dying bed. They said, Oh God, Oh God, 
oh God. Yeah. And then they died. Yeah. Now, we don't remember every nasty thing that those leaders did, but we do remember that in the, their, on their dying bed, they saw the Lord. Yeah. And that right there lets us know that as evil as they thought they were, the Lord name was the last name called out of their mouth. So and God so God wants to pour out of us. Yeah. So I think there are there are multiple infillings in the scripture. So we yes. all know, you know, um the tongues of fire come, the Holy Spirit, the wind goes through the building, um, and they are filled with the Holy Spirit with evidence to start speaking in other languages. We all know that, the Pentecost yes. story. But there are also multiple infillings yes. beyond that. So the Spirit of God will come, will be in you, the Word says. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and God's Spirit lives in you? That's 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Mm-hmm. God's Spirit lives in you. But then there will be opportunities when the Spirit will come up on you. And it's yes. like an external covering that yes. comes. I believe that's what happened mm-hmm. on that on that Thanksgiving day with your mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. We all felt this joinder of purpose. Mm-hmm. You called the troops to battle by saying, "No, we're not going to pray just for the family's, you know, yeah. emotional care. Yes. We're praying for resurrection." You Absolutely. rally the troops. I just held on to that man like yes, like fire and we ran with that. Yes, sir. And the spirit came on us. That's yes. available to absolutely every single Everyone. believer. Yes. He'll be in you yes. and on you. And on you, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think a big part of just seeing the life of faith and activated miraculous faith manifest in your life is you have to know who you are. Yes. And if your understanding of yourself is, I am a wormy sinner saved by grace, mm-hmm. which is what I was taught, and that's what I even told people. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. We've all said that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what the Word says. Absolutely. The Word says you've crossed over from death to life, for now there is no condemnation. You have the old has gone, the new has come. You yes. are a new creation. Then you start living as if you are a new creation. And the spirit backfills that faith. But if you are held in the mindset of, I'm just a sinner, that's the whole point. You must be born again. Yeah. So if you've prayed to, for the Lord to enter your life and for him to take all of your sin and his righteousness imputes to you, and we all probably know a lot of this, then you have to believe the next step. The next step is you then changed. You are now born again of water and the spirit. Yes. yes. So what does that look like? How do I live? Well, we live as what God says we are. Yes. You're now a son. You're now a daughter. You're no longer a servant. So if you remember in the first half of the show, I mentioned the way that I always learned to pray for the sick was, so it sounded something like this, Father, if it's your will, you can heal, you know, Aunt Sarah's bad knee. Not my will, but yours be done, Lord. Something like that. Make it sound scriptural. <laughs> and I never saw anything. But what if that's, I feel like that's coming to the Lord like a servant. That's coming to the Lord like a hired hand. Lord, if it's your will, we're begging our Father. Look at the way Jesus prayed. Jesus never begged his Father. That's right. The resurrection story of the woman, the widow in Nain in Luke 7, young man, 
I tell you, get up. Yeah. Lazarus, he says, Lazarus, come forth. He's speaking with authority. He's our, Jesus is our example. So what would it look like if we started praying for people the same way he did? And he never hedged, and he never whined, and he never came as a servant. He came as a son, and he says that's who we are now. Absolutely. One of the things, you know, I, since then, the Lord has really changed my prayer life. Okay. You know, and I, I start, you know, I, I really have tapped into um, some of the words of my culture. Okay. You know, my wife has done these DNA tests and you find out where you're from. And a lot of our, a large part of my um, culture is West African. Okay. And, the, um, or, and there are some uh, words that they use in Nigerian, and you'll hear me saying that a lot of times. And that it, those words, uh, where it's the Lord who moves by fire, the Lord who covers you with fire, the Lord who leads by fire, and the fourth man in the fire. And when things are happening in my life, I stop praying, Lord, let's have this cool by I I go right to the core of the spirit that is causing the problem. And the fire won't kill me, but it will hurt and damage and harm any and everything that comes against those who I love, those who I'm praying against. And uh, or those who I'm praying for, yeah. um, whatever that spirit that's driving, you know, when you have five children, you know, I, I tell them, I, you know, um, they're, yeah, your life has driven me to prayer. Mm-hmm. Where some people are <laughs> yeah. driven to, to drink. <laughs> I'm dri- I was driven to prayer. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and so over the last year and a half, I've just been praying, Allah Badai now, or Anisi Yanu, um, the God of awesome wonders. How, how awesome are your powers, Onisi Yanu? Um, I begin praying, and these are prayers right from the scripture. Uh, I, you know what am I? What am I saying? I'm saying this, God. The Lord has credibility, and I, I love what you said. A lot of times we trust the devil more than we trust God. The devil doesn't go around begging and pleading for mm-hmm. there to be a curse on your life. But the Lord says, if you do the commands that I told you to do this day, these blessings will be on you. You'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming, blessed going, your dog is blessed, your car is blessed, your house is blessed, your job is blessed. But you've got to do what he tells you to do that particular day. Morning by morning, new mercies we see. We are called for greater things. And a lot of times, the Lord will have us start by just being on time for work. You know, you've got the complainer on your job. Don't give in to the complaints. That's an act of that's an act of mercy and grace. Where then God will help you develop love for the people on your job. I've had people on my job who were they 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 took classes on how to be mean to me, <laughs> you know. And it came a point in time where one of them was facing death, and this was the mean one of the meanest people I've ever seen. And I won't tell the whole testimony because in case they're listening, but I prayed for them. And I gave them a prophetic word on the job. And that person was so nice after that yeah. that they began to connect everybody else on the job to do such a blessing on my life hmm. that um, if I told the blessing, then they would know. But it blessed my life for an entire year. Wow. Um, and so the Lord, like, I love what you said, the Lord was moved with compassion. Yeah. You know, we have to be moved with compassion and not see the person but we've got to see 
what God sees, the God from ancient to ancient time. We've got to be able to, we have to be able to see this, the forest in the seed. Yeah, that's calling things that aren't as though they are. Exactly. That is faith. And, you know, we just, we had such a great opportunity today to talk about Real life resurrection. People say, oh, that doesn't happen anymore. You know, come hang out with me and my friends. There you go. (laughs) I will hook you up with people. You can sit down and you can talk to them. Yes, it does still happen. Um, But everything is trying to get – I feel like everything in the whole world is trying to get a hold of our believer. There's a part of us that believes things. It is our believer, right? What do you believe? And the world wants you to believe a certain way. Your pastor wants you to believe a certain way. Your yes. wife wants you to believe a certain way. You want to believe a certain way. Well, you got to get a hold of what is eternal, what is consistent. Everything wants your attention and wants your belief. Yeah. What does the word say? Well, the word says that the very things that Jesus did, he said we would do those and greater things. Yes. You can't do greater things until you do the same things. Come on. That means that the <laughs> things that Jesus did logically should yes. be normative, regular yes. part of life for all believers, not the elite few. You know, yes. there's there's like, oh, I don't know, about 10 different people that were raised from the dead in the scriptures. Uh, yes. Old Testament, New Testament, you know, the widow of Zarephath's son with yes. Elijah and then Elisha and the Shunammites, uh, the woman, the you know, her son. And then the widow of Nain, we talked about Jairus' daughter, the leader of the synagogue. Um, you know, there Jesus says this. He says, child, get up. Yes. <laughs> I love uh, it. Let me say this, Scott. One thing that, you you know, one thing I love about your life is that is, is the discipline that you have. Okay. You have, an, you have an, an incredibly amount of discipline. And I'll say it this way. Um, you don't get to the level of mastery that you have without having had some discipline. Mm. You don't break one board and have it and give you a black belt. No. It doesn't happen that way. You know, well, one thing you said to me yeah. when you came back from one of your trips, you said um, that that one person changed the whole neighborhood around and the whole town around because whenever the devil did one thing. Oh, yeah. This they, is a take the toll. They exactly what they did is they said, okay, you, you got one of our you got one of our sisters. We're going after one of your brothers in the spirit. Yeah. And so if the devil took one of the uh if, if he did some harm to one person, you would go out and you would try and win two people for Christ. Yeah, it was three. It was three, three to yes, one. Yeah. Yeah, that was my buddy. That was yes. a friend of mine. It was Robbie Dawkins. And yes. Robbie was ministering <laughs> in the hood yes. in Aurora, Illinois, which is outside of Chicago. And um he, he, you know, he's amongst the gang culture. <laughs> yes. And he went to these gang leaders that yes. had come to the Lord and are now in his church. Yes. And he said, hey, what do you guys do if somebody, <laughs> you know, kills one of your guys mm-hmm. or steals money from you or, you know, does, you know, beats up one of your guys? They said, oh, that's easy. Yeah. We do three times over. There you go. So if they steal $1,000 from you, you steal 3000 from them. If they kill one of your guys, you kill three of theirs. If yes. they, you know, all this, this is horrible, right? And and Robbie says, that's what we're going to do. Yes. And they're like, you want us to kill people? And he said, no, stop yes. it. But when there was ever a violent crime in yes. Aurora, which was massive, you can Google it and see what was going on there in the early 
2000s, they would Robbie would take his team and his church, little church, yes, into the projects, into the neighborhoods, and they would pray and they would see three people yes. healed, three people saved, three people delivered from demonic oppression, whatever, yes. and they would hit the enemy back. Yes. Three times over. Three times over. I love that model. Yes. yes. Well, earlier today, I got a you know someone came into my office and said, "I my son's little brother was killed last night." Mm. And then someone else came in my office and said, um, "My nephew was shot last night." Wow. And then and then and and so I said, "Okay, well then, what we're gonna do today? We're going to." go against the enemy that came against those family members. Make him hurt. We're going to make him hurt. And we're going now over the airways. Okay. And we are going to bring people back to life. Amen. Calling the spirit back to the body the way that the Lord intended with with original intent. Yeah. That is the motive. That is is our motive, if I can say that. So when the (laughs) enemy hits you, and this could be anything. You get a blowout on the interstate. When he comes in, yeah. period. When he comes in. In like a flood, yeah. the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. When the enemy shall come, yeah. comma, yeah. in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The enemy can't come in like a flood. No, he's not the he's flood. Yeah. The spirit's the flood. The spirit is the uh, flood. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when that happens, you know, when you get a head cold, when, you know, you're, something happens, you have an argument with, you know, your wife. First of all, you make that right, but then what I do is I try to then go pray for three people yes. organically in the world that day. Be love. Come in peace. Come in gentleness. No agenda. The Lord yes. will give you eyes for hurting people. And we're just kind of coming into the home stretch of the show here. Um, Howard, I would love it if you could pray for our listeners for just infilling in this, that the level of faith would rise and whatever the Lord puts on your heart. Father, we come to you right now thanking you for your love, your grace, your mercy, your weight, your essence, your kabod, your strength, and your power and love. We're praying now, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you will do yes, Lord. what you said you would, that you would do, that you um, would, would strengthen the body of believers, O oh Lord, uh, where they have lost their faith, O oh Lord. We're praying that you will that you will strengthen them, Father, that your glory may be seen in them. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you now for everyone who is listening and ignite their faith right, faith right now. We charge them right now to, to, to raise up the standard against the enemy that is coming against their life, their neighborhood, their community, their job, their church. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes, Lord. And I just join with my brother and I agree. Two or more are gathered in your name. You yes. are right there. And we're just out over the airwaves, Lord. I speak life yes. and I come against the spirit of death that yes. is weighing over people. I thank you, Lord, for life to triumph over death in, yes. in every way, whatever practical way that is, um, spiritual way, physical way. I come against the spirit of death and yes. I thank you, Lord, for life to shine right now. Call them to yourself, Lord. Thank you for great glory that you would be glorified. Lord, get the victory you paid for on the cross. 
in Jesus' name. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in, Howard. I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today. Uh, This will be posted on firestormunited.org if you want to take a look at it another time. If we can be of service and you want to reach out to us, and we are listener-supported. We do all of this um, with the faith and the hope that uh, people will want to contribute and help us continue our mission, and that's also all on firestormunited.org if you would like to be part of what we're doing. Thank you for listening to the Firestorm Podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm Equipping Ministry, you can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. In our next episode of the Firestorm Show with your host, Scott Gilbert, we meet Cindy Aiken. Cindy is going through cancer treatment, a very dark time for most. But in the episode, she'll talk about how she is being light in the oncology wards, how she is seeing the Lord co-labor with her to pray for nurses and doctors and, yes, other patients. And she is seeing him break into that darkness in amazing ways. I know you'll be encouraged with Cindy's story next time on The Firestorm Show.